Hello, guys, and welcome to the 39th installment of the Next One Podcast. I'm Ryan Calling, along with my buddies, Brennan Smith and Zach Maharmo. I got the episode right this time, and we have huge news. Best news you could ask for in a pandemic news. Everyone thought the dynasty was over, but guess what? We have Superman Cam Newton signing a one-year, $1.1 million base contract. I think it's $7.5 million in sentence. Crazy news. But before we get to that, I get excited every time. How are you guys doing? Zach, I know so you have some palm trees behind you. I don't think that's in Massachusetts. So you look like you're it looking It is hard. not. I am in the, uh, the enemy territory. I am in um, Tampa Brady right now as I'm driving down to Tampa. Right when you enter Tampa, all you see is billboards of Tom Brady um, and, Bucks and Buccaneers flags. So that was nice and depressing. As I go, as I'm going for a walk in in the neighborhood, I'm seeing Bucks flags posted everywhere on people's front front lawns. So not having too much fun down here. I, I contemplated um, pulling pulling some of them down, burning them, um, but you know I've, I've been restraining myself. You know, and uh, just excited to watch them not be happy in the season. Have you been able to sneak into a Tom Brady practice because that's been a big uh, controversy? I right. have not, but on Thursday, I believe I'll be going to the area where he got caught practicing originally, and where he's he, he has been seen practicing with teammates. Get some firsthand investigation. See, uh, so he's breaking rules. If true, if true, I, we could try to get Tom Brady suspended the first four games. Let's go. Let's go. If you're if you're able to get your hands on a boat, you can also drive that right, basically right up to his backyard. It could because it's wide open. I'm going. I'm going. Um, I'm going in a paddle boat tomorrow. A paddle boat my way to my paddle my way to his house. Start talking shit from like twenty yards out. (laughs) I was listening to like the local news here, and like they were talking about how, uh, like, Florida officials are really upset with Tom Brady because that that him and his teammates just keep refusing to listen to the uh, not only the state. Um, recommendation, but also the NFL's recommendation. Because obviously, with Florida's cases, corner cases going back up, they're trying to they're they're re a lot of places are re-shutting down, and mm-hmm. Tom Brady and his teammates are like, "Nah, we're not stopping." Yeah, after every post he uh, throws on his Instagram of them uh, practicing, he'll post a picture of his immunity powder. As if, like, that's the reason why he's able to do what he's doing because he's taking that every day and he, he will never get uh, the coronavirus. His witch doctor blend of herbs and spices is going to save him all. But yeah, it's probably like 400 bucks. <laughs> uh, I'm shocked people in Florida are upset with Tom Brady. I thought Florida people love uh, living wild and uh, being on beaches and coughing in each other's mouths trying to get coronavirus. I thought that was a thing down there. That's more on the, uh, like, in the, like, where the cases are really high, Miami, Orlando, Jacksonville. Like, in Miami, a lot of the beaches were closed along the whole uh, shore. Um, a lot of the beaches were closed. That's why people are upset. I mean, it makes no fucking sense. But, um, but yeah. I'm surprised people in Florida care about sports so much that they'd actually be bothered by it. Yeah, like they're according to them, they're pretty upset, you know. But luckily, the place I'm at right now, they're actually pretty good. A lot of their like regulations are very similar to what Mass has, so like everybody's wearing masks. 
Uh, if you're dining inside, like everything is uh, space, either spaced out, uh, everything's at limited capacity and hopefully outside. Well, I'm happy Tampa Bay is uh, doing well or doing a little better. Smitty, how are you doing today? Non-Tampa Bay, unfortunately. Uh, I do find it odd that Zach talked all this shit about Brady last few weeks and now he's in his own backyard. Questionable. 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 Besides that, I'm chilling and having a good time, ready to talk about Cam Newton. But Zach's got a counterpoint. Let's hear it. Keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer. Okay. Well, I got to say, I respect it. Is Tom Brady here, right? What? <laughs> is Tom Brady an official enemy? Oh, 100%. Oh. Is he a New England Patriot? No. He's an enemy. <laughs> He's an enemy. He's an enemy. And now I'm, I'm infiltrating his home. Oh, wow. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a Tom Brady fan. Tom Brady fan. Ah. Get him suspended. <laughs> so, before we get into camp, one question, just hearing that. Is Tampa Bay Buccaneers not your second team right now? So, if you're not watching – if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not facing the Patriots, are you rooting automatically against the Bucs because Tom Brady left? Okay. That's a true Patriots fan right there. Ride or die with the Pats. So if you listen to old podcasts, I might say the opposite, but I have changed my mind. <laughs> That, that is a warning. <laughs> I, I've been on the bandwagon of, as long as they're not facing the Patriots, I'll root for Tom because I just want Tom to be happy in his $10 million home throwing to a re-muscled up Gronk. Do you have any uh, recording devices on you by chance? If you uh, do run into Brady, you can film some of his practices. Good. Send that off to uh, one Patriot way. But what I'm thinking is, right, because me and my girlfriend are both in Tampa, so I'll be – like we'll be acting like we're taking a selfie or I'll be taking a picture of her, but really I'll zoom in on whatever the hell oh, they yeah. do it. And that's how I'll get them. Cause the Patriots, no idea. We're going to talk about later, but the Patriots lost their recording crew. So, I mean, we could just hire you, sneak you in there and you're not affiliated. You're just a helpful bystander. I'm just a guy. Just a guy with the podcast. Just a guy. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that, that'll be on my, on my, on my, uh, on my label. Just a guy. I'm just a guy. <laughs> At the next one podcast. <laughs> Need promotion. <laughs> but getting to the biggest story in all of the NFL, in June at least for sure, is Cam Newton signing a one-year deal with the Patriots. I'm not sure if anyone expected it, partially because I don't think anyone believed Cam would sign for such a small contract. Uh, but it's very exciting Smitty has in his blog, Smitty, we just started a new blog, brentsmith.com, is it? And it is, that's correct. If I remember correctly, you wrote in it, where'd all the Stidham fans go or something along those lines? And no, I said, rest in peace to all the Jared Studham fan accounts. I think there's 100,000 of those on Twitter and they all disappeared <laughs> <laughs> overnight. <laughs> They're now Scram Newton accounts. <laughs> I love it. So all of a sudden Stidham, like, because Personally, I was on the Stim bandwagon. I thought Stim, and I still think Stim can be a really uh, good quarterback. And I was okay with Stim going to the starting season. But once we signed Cam, everyone, all the Stim fans went away, and we all became became Cam fans. Uh, so I just want to get you guys' thoughts on Cam signing with the Pats. Initial thoughts. What was your initial reaction to it? Initial reaction, I I thought it was random like I didn't even I wasn't I wasn't on my phone and then all of a sudden I got a text from you guys saying we just signed Cam Newton and I'm like 
what? what? Why? Like, why now? Like, I thought it was just random as hell. Um, but then again, just like you said, Ryan, him sending, him signing that, uh, that minimum deal, uh, taking really little money, you know, again, this is probably a big, uh, like, prove it year for, for, for Cam Newton because obviously everybody kind of voted him off as you watch his, uh, his hype videos. He's very, he's very in the mindset that everybody believes he's an underdog, and I, everybody does believe he's an underdog right now. Um, but I'm sure, again, if you go back to old podcasts, I'm sure we talked about who should the next quarterback be, and I guarantee you I said I do not want Cam Newton. But now that we have him, I'll take him. <laughs> and there's a lot of backlash on our takes to, after the signing. No one listened to any episodes before this one. <laughs> this isn't 39, actually. It's the first one ever. The first of the new era. Yeah. But I agree, agree completely. Definitely caught me off guard at this point. Um, didn't expect the team to bring anyone else in. I feel like really after the draft, the consensus was that Stidham was the guy. He'd be the starting quarterback. Um, there were rumors of the team looking at Cam Newton, and those were shut down very quickly by beat reporters. Um, and as it was mentioned uh, on the Sports Hub, I believe, by by Felger, actually, he said how, like, you, you got to feel, like, they were probably pissed off all the Patriot beat writers because they were pumped up. Um, Stidham was pumped to them by the team, and it hyped up, and they were pushing him. And then now all of a sudden they bring in Cam Newton and he's probably going to be the starting quarterback, but definitely exciting. And I, I know we mentioned in the past, maybe we were skeptical about it, but when there's really no downside to it at all, Ryan, you mentioned that his contract is less than the uh, penalty they received for Spygate 2.0. And at, at most it's 7.5 million. I think total the most they can pay their quarterbacks this year is like just under $10 million there's no risk to it uh, at all. And he's probably going to be a starting quarterback. Give him a chance to prove all these people wrong who are saying he's over the hill. Um, he's, he's had too many injuries over the last few years. He's a shell of himself. He has nothing left in the tank. Um, he's going, he's in the best position to win. And yes, Smitty real, real quick, Smitty going off what you just said with the, with the, like everybody kind of not talking about Stidham anymore, even, even Edelman, like right away, like, Right when it was, uh, right when it happened, he posted that Instagram of like him and Cam Newton like on the field together. So I that definitely, if you're Stidham, that you definitely do not feel good right now. Oh yeah, he yeah, that was probably. I mean, that saved his career. I mean, he's 34 years old. He was probably looking at another few years of um, being a historic piece on a, a rebuilding team. Now he still he, he has uh, a shot to win another Super Bowl again. Yeah, it's crazy how the Panthers just kind of discarded Cam. They held him three weeks into free agency so no teams could get him, and then they let him go so no teams wanted him because the pandemic started. It's crazy how – And there was no interest for him either. The, yeah. the only other team that reached out to him were the Browns, and, it, like, I don't think it was a serious uh, inquiry. And if they were to sign him, it would have been on the same contract, but he would be a backup. They wouldn't, they wouldn't start him over Baker. Yeah, there'd be no chance he starts. And how the Patriots yeah. have become a – all of a sudden, right back into a Super Bowl contender, a top three, top four team in the AFC win before is very lopsided. Some teams thought Pages could win 10 11 games. Some people thought it'd be like a four or five win team. So, having like I said before, we started in the eyes of Chris Sims, we signed a top 10 quarterback. So, that really moved the line there. So, I want to get your guys' opinion. 
that was everyone else's opinion, but do you believe the Patriots signing Cam Newton make them a Super Bowl contender? If we can get – I mean, if we can get 2015 or even 2018 Cam Newton, 100%. 100%. The, the biggest thing this past year – or, yeah, this, this year – did he play this year? Or no, he don't play at all. I think I thought he, no, he played. He played a couple played, games, um, and then he, he got played hurt with his shoulder two games. Foot. Two games. So, but if we can get the 2018, the first half of the season, or obviously his MVP season, then yeah, I, I definitely think we're gonna be successful. Successful, like we said in previous podcasts, we already have a lot of weapons around him. We have a good old line. We have a good. We have a couple good running backs. We have a lot of good wide receivers. We have two young, uh, young good tight ends now. You know, all the pieces are in pay- place. So we were hoping that Stidham could step up and do enough. But I honestly think Cam Newton right now can already do enough. You know, and I think he, I think he brings more to the table than Stidham was, especially uh, because of how athletic he was. He is. He's definitely battled uh, injuries over the last three years. He had three surgeries in the last three seasons. Uh, first was for a torn rotator cuff in March of, I believe, 2018. And then he re-aggravated that week 10 of the 2018-2019 season, had a more complex surgery on his shoulder in February of 2019. And then week two of the following season, nine months later, uh, well, I should say in the preseason, ironically against the Patriots is when he initially hurt his ankle and then re-aggravated that foot injury week two against the Buccaneers, and he was done from there. They put him on IR, or he tried to rehab it, the team, uh, it, it didn't go as planned, didn't progress as much as they expected it to. The team put him on IR, and his team was done from there. And uh, rem- do you guys remember we talked about this? And I, not to give myself credit, but I said I said they were going to cut him, and you guys did not believe me. You said there's no way they'd cut him, and I said yes, they will. One year left on the deal. He's due all this money. They're going to. And I, I was, I was a bit shocked that they. Well, no, I shouldn't say I, I wasn't. Uh, I, I was shocked. I wasn't shocked that they did trade him because of the contract. They would have to cut him. But um, with all this time off now, I mean, and especially not even being able to work out and have any team um, team meetings, team practices, anything like that, uh, it puts him at a disadvantage joining the team at the beginning of July. But he's had so much time to rehab, and he does look jacked. Um, it helps. There's a ton of NFL players who are ripped and still can't even make it on the field, but he looks in great shape. I mean, if he's, he doesn't even need to be his MVP self, but he can service, certainly be uh, a top 10 quarterback in the league uh, if he still has some of that juice left and is healthy. Yeah, he's only, believe it or not, only 31 years old. He's younger than Russell Wilson, younger than yeah. Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, and they're all still considered in the prime of their careers. And Cam Newton's, I don't think, considered needing his mobility to be a good quarterback. He still has a really good arm. And back in that 2018 season, he had a completion percentage of 67% through the first eight games. And that was on a North Turner in a more uh, Patriots-styled offense where it's not RPOs and all running heavy. Patriots are going to be run heavy, I think, no matter what this year because we are limited with wide receivers. But I do think Cam can make this team a top three team. And with the – playoff format being 17th making each conference and only the number one seed getting a bye and the Patriots we went 3-1 and one with Jimmy G and Jacoby Brissett being our starting quarterback so we went 11-5 with Matt Castle being our starting quarterback one year I think 
the Patriots can be in contention to get that number one seed with Cam Newton, assuming he's 80% of his 2015 self or close to his 2018 self. So I think the Patriots right back in the driver's seat. All the Patriots fans ready Undertaker meme of Undertaker sitting up in his coffin saying we're back. And I think NFL Twitter that's not Patriot Twitter is uh, punching a wall right now in anger because they thought they had us on the run. But I think I think this means we're officially back. I think 31-year-old Cam can be better than what Tom Brady was last year. Not not their overall career, but I think right now Cam can be a better quarterback than Brady was last year for the team. His mobility and athletic ability already gives him an advantage. I mean, that's a complete game changer. It could actually help Sony Michelle in, in his running game now that you have Cam as a threat to take off too. I mean, we could see Sony Michelle put up 1,500 yards this year. Who knows? Smitty. Yeah. You know how many times you have to carry the ball if he if he get to get fifteen hundred yards three yards oh, like that, you know, no three no yards Patriots carry, maybe four no Patriots running back would ever touch that with Bill Belichick there's no chance that would ever happen could have we could have Zeke and he'd probably put up like eleven hundred yeah uh, I'm very excited for Cam but this leads to the question what does this mean for Stidham does this mean the Patriots have given up on Stidham was it more of you can sign Cam for one point one million dollars no risk might as well throw him to the competition. And I'm also of the thought that if Stim doesn't rise to the occasion and like the competition, if he's someone that cowers in fear, Cam Newton coming in, then he's never your quarterback to begin with. So I think this is a good test for Stidham to see how much he rises to the occasion trying to beat out Cam Newton. And they will see what kind of gets he's got. There's a saying, uh, it, it, it goes, competition breeds success. And just like you said, if, if Stidham isn't ready, if, if he's not – he might not be happy that they signed Cam Newton, obviously because Stidham was most likely going to be the starter. But if he has now has doubts in his mind that, he, that because they brought in this veteran quarterback and he's been an MVP and he's been to a Super Bowl, and if, he, if all these thoughts start going in his mind and, he's like, and now he starts to get down on himself and now all the work he's been putting in, his work ethic goes down, like – if all that happens because of because the Patriots signed him, then Stidham never deserved to be the starter. But just like you said, if he reacts and ju- just like how nothing would happen, and because just because we signed Cam Newton, he doesn't know the playbook, he doesn't know anything about the the, uh, the system. I, like right now, Stidham would still be the starter. Like like if the NFL started today, mm-hmm. you know. But if the NFL starts in two months and Cam Newton has those two months to prepare, if Stidham isn't preparing just as well as Cam Newton, then yeah. Then, 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 then Sidham should be nervous. I agree. People are trying to make that argument that it could be a bad decision because it could hurt Sidham's confidence. If it does that at all, then he's not the guy. He doesn't deserve to be the starting quarterback. Um, I, and I do find it odd that they waited this long to bring him in. Were they, did they tell him, hey, we'll, give, we'll bring you in on this deal? If you want to see if another offer comes up, go for it. But this is on the table whenever you want to take it. And he waited until now to do that. Or they haven't been able to do much. But with what they have been doing with team meetings, do they believe Stidham has been picking things up as much as, he, yeah. as they wanted to? Are they concerned that um, – and, and I mentioned this in the blog that I wrote. The league's so adamant on 
this season starting on time. It's going to start on time and it's not going to be any problems. They already canceled the Hall of Fame game, which no one cares about, obviously, but they're, they already canceled an event. They're, they're talking about shortening the preseason. I mean, what if they only have a few weeks to actually ramp it up here and start the season? Would they rather have Jared Stidham, who's been in the system for a year, but has thrown, has what, three or four passing attempts and one of them's an interception in real games? Or Cam Newton, who's you know, maybe at the peak of his career, is an MVP, played in a Super Bowl, um, but is coming in at the last second trying to pick things up. I mean, what do they see as a better option? And it could be, it could be Newton in their eyes. And if that's the case, um, this gives Stidham another year to, to learn, uh, learn in the system, develop himself. I mean, think of Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, he didn't play until his, what, third season was, was that? Uh, yeah, his third season was when Brady was suspended. So uh, that could be Jared Stidham next year. He could be taking over if Newton does start here for a year and then gets paid to go finish off his career somewhere else. I don't think it's that much of a knock on Stidham, um, but I think we'll find out maybe some reports may come out exactly why they did it, if it does have anything to do with Stidham or if this is something that was in their plans all along and it, it finally just came through because there were rumors about it. There were rumors that they were looking at him and they were shut down. And I think that could be because the Pats are so secretive with everything they do. They don't want things leaking out. They try to, they don't leave an easy trail to follow. Um, so I'm sure that this isn't something that just developed over the last few weeks. Yeah. I, I think, there's a report saying Adam Schefter saying, or is Mike Reese, one of the two, that these have been talks going on for multiple weeks now, or even like close to the like Ian Rappaport said that, yeah. You know, it, it, it concerns me, uh, Smitty, because I think you might be right. I think like in some sort of meetings, like Sidham might not have like looked good in their eyes. It kind of might have like pushed them to, 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 to go for it, to, to, yeah. to bring Cam in. And that, that kind of concerns me, like if, if, if you're thinking about it through that lens, because just like you said, like even though the, even though the talks have been going on for a while, like there's no, like, I mean, yeah, yes, it's nice bringing a veteran quarterback, but did we need him? You know, at, at like at the time, like maybe they saw something in Stidham, uh, or saw saw something Stidham didn't have that that didn't that they didn't like. Yeah, and how much can you learn over Zoom meetings? It's one thing to try to pick up things like the, in that format, but it does not compare to being on the field. And yes, he's met with players and he's thrown with players, but he had, I'm sure he probably hasn't met with Belichick or McDaniels. I mean, they're not allowed to do that. I doubt they would try to even risk it. Um, they haven't been able to have any actual practices, so they can't, they can't show it, teach it, um, learn it and, and develop that, those skills and abilities and knowledge in real time. And I, mean, I wonder did they see things they were concerned about and say, okay, well, we're not going to have this time to touch upon and develop these things and, and pick these things up before the season actually starts. We need a veteran in here, someone who is going to understand it and be able to pick this up on short notice. Yeah, and there are multiple reports before Patriots signed Cam Newton that multiple players like Edelman, Matt Slater, and others were really high on Stidham with his knowledge of the offense, knowledge of that's true. Defense is everything. Yeah. So, too often, they're either we're overhyping him, trying to keep him confident by saying that to the media, or it's true and the Patriots sign Cam because it's such a steal. It's one of those things, like you go to Marshalls and you see 
these really nice sweatpants or sweatshirt. Uh, that's only 15 bucks. I don't need it, but if it's only 15 bucks, I'm buying it. Just like Cam Newton. Yeah. Only have to get a former MVP for $1.1 million, less than what we're paying a fine for recording a team. Might as well. I, I'm leaning towards that. I think it's just too good of a deal to pass up. And Cam is coming in with the biggest chip on his shoulder possible, as you can tell from that video, which if I want to talk about that video for a second, I was ready to go through a brick wall after seeing that video. I mean, I don't love my quarterback looking like bigger than Dante Hightower, just <laughs> curling the world over here. But Cam Newton, I, I'm basing my whole opinion off a four-minute video, but I think he is a man on a mission to prove everyone wrong. And New, no one, New England loves no one better than a guy that has something to prove. Like Isaiah Thomas, Tom Brady, now Cam Newton. Just like everyone knows he has that huge chip on his shoulder. The Patriots – thrive off of having chips on the shoulders just like Edelman wanting to prove that he's not a product of Tom Brady and not himself so I think there's a lot to prove on this Patriots team even Belichick wanting to prove that he's not a coach product of Tom Brady he wants to prove that his system is what helped make the Patriots successful but I just want to get you guys thoughts on that video for one moment I was fired up I loved it uh, I'm hoping he puts out more stuff like that. It's nice to have uh, one of your star players actually putting out exciting, pumped up um, content, real content. I mean, you get stuff from Jules, but it's just kind of cheesy shit from time to time. So, um, but as you said, Ryan, he's a man on a mission. I want to be a part of the whole ride. I want to see him come in, just light the place up and, and keep this team at, at the top tier that they should be in. Yeah. I mean, he's calling a shot. He really is. I mean, we, we, we all love Tom Brady's hype videos, and then now we're getting a guy giving us more hype videos. Of course, we're going we're gonna to eat that shit up, dude. You know, yeah. dude, like, it was all over my Twitter feed, like, and especially, like, the next morning. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure one of you guys tweeted um, uh, on, on, the, on the Twitter account, like, good morning from your, from your quarterback. Oh, I did, yeah. yeah it was, yeah. like, a three-minute <laughs> highlight video. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like I, I, I saw I saw a ton of those th uh, I saw a ton of those things about the hype videos. So, yeah, I mean, Patriots fans are super excited for it. And I just want to give a shout out before I forget to uh, my buddy Angel Angel react stuff because he's been on the Cam Newton wagon since about maybe late March, early April. Once Cam Newton became a free agent, he's been on it for them to sign Cam. And I don't think anyone else is on it except him. I think he's the lone guy on that bandwagon. So. Shout out to Angel. You were on the bandwagon for anyone. I, I was definitely on that bandwagon. I'll admit it. Definitely don't watch past podcasts. No. <laughs> we're contradicting a lot in this podcast. <laughs> I've noticed. Yeah, but like we're getting ahead of it. Okay, so don't – you can't – they can't go and watch and say, oh, well, you said this. I'm telling you now what I, I – I'm changing my mind. It's journal alone. Yeah. Getting ahead of the story before it becomes a story. It's a Ooh. different story once he's actually your quarterback now. <laughs> <laughs> now we love but him. <laughs> I found this quote real quick um, from Greg Olson on, on Cam Newton. He got asked about him, and I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. He said, I don't think people realize just how much he understands the game and how well he sees the field. He does things innately that don't necessarily come naturally to all quarterbacks. He sees things. He feels things. He just has a sense of the bigger picture on the field. You see it on tape and say, I don't know how he saw it. My Siri came up. Don't want you, Siri. Get out of here, Siri. 
Come on, I don't Cyrus. know how he saw it, but he knew something was going to come up. Some guys just have that natural instinct, and his instincts are really good. We do a lot of stuff before the snap, a lot of two-play checks, a lot of kills at the line of scrimmage. Our no-huddle offense has been very successful, and a lot of that falls on him making the calls. I feel like right there, I mean, that screams Patriots. Uh, the ability to ha have that knowledge, make two calls, be able to read the defense, make a change, uh, be able to run a two-minute offense that efficiently, that screams Patriots to me. I think that that's something that they will definitely try to utilize uh, with him and his athletic ability, and it, but also his knowledge. Well, Cam Newton has the all-time swagger uh, mic'd up play where they're against the, I think, Green Bay Packers. And yep. Clay Matthews is calling mm -hmm. something. Wheel row. Oh, oh, you watch Phil? Watch this. And he gets uh, Christian McCaffrey on the – what was that? Is that what row is that? No, that, that's, a, that's like an angle route. They Dang. call that. For yeah. right. When I played Madden, I always threw the angle route because I never want to throw it downfield, and the angle route's always open. <laughs> I can hit it. He has the, that, that's the ultimate swag. I watch film. I'm going to call you out in the field. So I think Cam, Cam Newton gets a lot of uh, lashback because – He's outlandish how he posts, like, just the letters he uses to type. Like, he has his own app that types the words differently, like how he does on Instagram. Yeah. Yep. His outlandish fashion sense, how he reacted at the end of the Super Bowl against the Broncos where he just didn't want to answer anyone. He, he's not a controversial figure. It's just if you compare him to someone like Tom Brady where he knows exactly how to act with the media, exactly how to interact with people. Tom Brady is PR 101, what you want a player to be PR-wise. And not Cam Newton hasn't mastered it. Just sometimes he doesn't go off as a perfect PR guy. I think that's where, for some reason, he gets a lot of lashback for that. But I think that just comes with the territory of being such an elite-style quarterback. And I think it's been forgotten a little just because of his injuries the last few years. But if he can get over those injuries, the Patriots – have a diamond in the rough. Oh yeah, hell yeah! I mean, if you remember that the back half of that 2018 season, I think I was watching. Uh, I think it was Monday night. They were playing the Saints, and watching Cam Newton throw the football looked so painful. He could not. He legitimately could not throw the ball past yeah. 15 yards. It looked. I think. He, I think he was. He was like nine for like 36 that night, and like after that game, I think. I think he, they shut him down for 2018 season. And it was just it, – it, it was an absolute shit show. You know, like – started so, 2 and finished 6 and 10. Like, crazy. Yeah. I you forgot know, like, about that. I don't <laughs> – like, I don't think – I mean, that that's super – it's super reassuring knowing that all the players that Cam Newton has – or Greg Olson, uh, and I'm sure almost all the players that he's played with will, will talk very highly of him as far as football, um, football IQ-wise. But I think I – mean, again, the biggest test is, like, just – can he throw the football? You know, like in that 2018 season, he got he got bruised and battered. Like, so, yeah, he took so a big much. hit from TJ Watt. Uh, I believe it was week 10, uh, yep. Thursday night. And after that, I mean, his season was basically over. He, you know could I mean? bear, he couldn't even throw anymore. L I mean, luckily, he's coming to a system. Again, we have a, we have a solid O-line. Um, and our, our, the, the schemes that, that we do, it's a lot of quick routes. Not, we're not looking for anything downfield. So it, sh it should work in his favor. And just like Patriots are very running back heavy, Panthers are the same way, but instead the Patriots use three running backs. Panthers just use Christian McCaffrey. So he's used Christian to – Christian McCaffrey is pretty good. 
Yeah, no, he's yeah. three running backs in one. <laughs> running back for each different thing. And one last thing on Cam, I don't want to get the, the rumor mill started, but there's always been rumors of Odell going to the Patriots and Cam was throwing to Odell in the offseason. So maybe if Cam wants to stay. Cam, Is that why everyone was tweeting at him? Right? Because he, he did say that he was staying in Cleveland, but – um, he, he commented on Twitter about it a couple of times, but I was curious why so many people were tweeting at him. I didn't know. Obviously, people always link him to the Pats, but if it was, if it if there was any other reason why, I think just because Cam was doing off-season workouts with Odell, and okay. everyone just assumes Odell's going to leave Cleveland at some point, so might as well have Cam recruit him to the yeah. Patriots, and we'll just be the most fashionable team in the. <laughs> Maybe yeah, that's right up Bill Belichick's alley. Yeah, they can help yeah. people get those uh, sleeveless uh, sweatshirts, some new look. But moving on, the topic that would have been the number one story in the NFL if Camden gets signed was also with the Patriots, and that was the Patriots officially getting fined $1.1 million, a lot of cachet, and they got fined a third-round pick in the 2021 draft, if I'm not mistaken, so we won't have a third-round pick mm-hmm. there. And it was for the B-roll footage of the Bengals sideline where the Patriots social media crew, they were following around their uh, scouts to do a weekly episodic show of what the scouts do weekly. What's do your do. job. That's what it's called. Do your job. Exactly. And Patriots got caught. That was the story back during the season. It's kind of died down, but now it's come back up. But since Cam got signed 17 minutes later after the news came out, it's been kind of buried underneath a little. So I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on the fine, if you thought it was a little hefty, and if you guys think the Patriots, again, PR Patriots are the best PR team where they wait. Did they wait to sign Cam until this story came out? Because they probably knew it was going to come out at some point to bury it all so they wouldn't get as much backlash for it. Uh, one, yes, we did. That's exactly what we did. And two, we all like, don't, like any anything that happens. If we get caught doing anything, the punishment is going to be severe because we've got in the we've got caught in the past. You know, so like we can't we can't do like oh no, it's our first offense kind of thing. Everything like, like people are trying to, people are like we'll connect it to the previous one. Like oh well, like there's a pattern of you cheating so and so. So now we're gonna charge you even more. But like you said, like probably after if you guys didn't tell me. I would not have heard that we got charged. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't even heard like all social media was just talking about how we signed Cam Newton. So we are the we are the best PR team. PR one one. Yeah, I think I found the answer to my question earlier and why it took so long. Well, this is why they were waiting for the league to finally <laughs> come down with their sanctions. It only took them seven months to figure it out. I was surprised <laughs> at this point they didn't knock on my door and ask me if I knew anything about it. I mean, what the hell were they doing the last seven months? But uh, it was a harsh penalty, but Zach, you nailed it. It's what they deserve because of their past. If they did find anything, Belichick would have been screwed. He probably would have been suspended for a year. Um, They would have lost more picks, but um, just for the sole fact that they had uh, a craft employee filming uh, coaches making play calls on the sideline for eight minutes. I mean, that, that'll that get to you 1.1 million in a third-round pick when you're the New England Patriots. So they're smart not to appeal it. Um, 
there's nothing they can do about it. They can say that, that they weren't doing anything. It wasn't football operations. That's what Bill Belichick said when the reports first came out. That's what he's going to say when he is first asked about it. It wasn't football operations. I had no knowledge of it, no involvement. The team made a statement, and that's all he's going to say. Um, it is what it is. I mean, people love to say that the team cheats, and who knows? Maybe they were even doing something. I if they were that ballsy, I would, I would actually be a bit surprised, uh, even for Bill Belichick, but I, I have to, I have to doubt that they would just have this random guy doing it. And, and he doesn't know that that's the rule because I, remember they released that video, the Jay Glazer video, and they're asking the, the guy filming it. And he's like shitting himself because he realized he probably fucked up and got them in a ton of trouble. Yeah. But like, he had just realized like he didn't know what to do. I feel like if any, if it was planned, and the guy knew what he was doing, he, they probably would be like, hey, if anyone asks you, like, you're doing this, this, and this, like, you know what to do, you know what to say in these situations, and this guy was shitting himself. So it is what it is. Hopefully it's not something that is, that is a huge knock on them and they another thing that they continue to get dragged for, but we'll see. Happy that the Cam Newton news came out at the same time, and that's not what we're talking about for an hour right now because that would just suck. Twitter would be, uh, you'd have to avoid it for the whole week, maybe even it's more if, with this pandemic. But I think uh, the NFL, they made it, $1.1 million fine was for uh, Robert Kraft getting fined, but he can pay that easy. The third round pick made it so it was not just a Robert Kraft fine, but it was a New England Patriots fine that the organization was getting fined. And my conspiracy theory why they suspended uh, a third round pick is because Belichick doesn't like high picks. Belichick hates drafting the first round. Belichick loves accumulating third round picks. So to really get to Belichick's core, they find a third round pick. I think a third round pick hurts Belichick more than a first round pick emotionally. Yeah, we just actually lost um, a second round pick, two fourth round picks, and and three five round picks over the next four <laughs> years. Damn it. That, that's so we better hope that Cam Newton's good because we're screwed for the next five years. <laughs> Belichick's uh, third round pick is gone and he king, king of trading down. Belichick doesn't have the pick to trade down now and that is going to make sure he stops any uh, funny business that could possibly be done. Yeah, I think Kraft has uh, more concerns with his prostitution case than this right now. Yes, and they actually they had a meeting today about his uh, prostitution they did. case and he wasn't a I think it was a virtual case and I think that prostitution Prosecution, not prostitution. The prosecution <laughs> um, uh, get it reevaluated. We reevaluated or something. I can't speak. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that, though. But I'm happy, Cam. I think definitely, definitely it was PR. I think it's almost impossible that the Patriots would have signed him 17 minutes after that story comes out. So I think Patriots just like a piece of clay on a wheel, just manipulating the media the way it wants to be shaped. Maybe Goodell was contemplating if they deserved the punishment solely on their reputation and was leaning, you know, maybe he was, he's a new man. He, it seems like Brady likes him now. Maybe he was just going to let this slide. And then they signed Cam Newton and now they're a legit contender again. He was like, nope, fuck that. Never mind. 1.1 million third round pick. Take it. I want it now. <laughs> He pressed. He he picked up the red phone. He made the call, and then 15 minutes later, the news was out. Exactly. I I, I believe it. I, I don't put anything past Roger Goodell, but that's 
exciting Patriots talks. I it makes me so excited for the season. Patriots, the twelve and four train is back, baby. We're going twelve and four. I'm calling it. I'm calling my shot, shooting my shot. Even though we have the toughest schedule in the whole NFL, but I'm ignoring that. Sorry, Bills, not your time yet. Yeah, they already rage quit the 2020 season. You, you Josh Allen stands. Yeah. Idiots. All right, so the last two weeks, you guys have both done three questions. Where, yes, three questions. We give the best answer possible. It's my turn this week, so I got three questions for you guys. Two football, one basketball. And uh, I asked you guys the first one because it took a little, it would take a little thinking. And we don't have time to think on the podcast. All we have time is for action. So name your top five AFC quarterbacks because now Cam Newton's in the AFC. Does he crack the top five? Okay. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Deshaun Watson. Number three, Lamar Jackson. Uh, 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 and then I'm just going to skip number four because there's a massive drop-off. And then Cam Newton. So, so no one's number four? No, there's just an empty space because it's just the gap. This, this finger is an empty space. Yes. They don't even deserve fourth. They have to go to fifth. No, Those bad. top three are so much better than everybody else in the AFC that there's just a gap. And there's, just a, there's just a level playing field gap and then in the next person. Right. Smitty, what, what do you got? Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, oh Baker Mayfield, Cam Newton. Oh, my gosh. I'd rather leave it empty. Yeah, okay. no, I'm taking Baker. I- I'm going to give the I'm telling correct- you, this is his year. This is his year. Give Cam, the correct- I mean, Cam, Cam could be better. I think his injury history, uh, with, with that, better played safe than sorry. That doesn't mean he's, he's not going to be a good quarterback, but he may not be the same MVP he was in 2015. Baker still has that potential to have a breakout year. Their offense has so many weapons. All they need is a serviceable head coach and now they actually may have that so um i i want him to have a big year i think he's someone that could be an asset to the league he they need to they need to get him in a position to win all right i'm gonna give the correct top five because both you guys have blasted <laughs> so uh, i'll be number one we can all agree with that i'm going with lamar jackson number two but lamar jackson and sean watson i think are very close to sean watson yeah has been uh bill o'brien is trying to ruin deshaun watson i'm very sure of that so i don't think Deshaun. they just straight away won arguably the you know a top three receiver in the league for a washed up david johnson and yeah and they and they got brandon cooks brandon cooks yeah so i think bill o'brien has it out for deshaun watson for a reason i don't know what deshaun watson did but it's clear that bill o'brien does not like him but has to keep him more he'd lose his job but i'm gonna put deshaun watson at three just for now just behind Lamar Jackson. Number four, you guys – so I'm going to preempt this with this, that Steelers fans are assholes. All you guys are assholes. Every Steelers game I've gone to has been nothing but harassment from me. I'm just a polite Patriots fan, and I get harassed every time I'm with a Steelers fan. Even though we beat you guys every time, you guys have no class. But Big Ben has to be four. 
before he got injured, he threw over 5,000 yards. He led the league in passing before. yards. Before. Yeah, but he hasn't done anything to prove otherwise that he stinks. Cam Newton, same thing. Cam Newton was injured all of last year, but in 2018, he also had a good season. I'm putting Cam at number five, and I'll put my honorable mention, Baker, number six. Um, How old's Big Ben? 38? I think 37, 38. Yeah. 38, probably 38. His arm is shot. Uh, he's, Give he's me Josh Allen. He's skinny Ben. Give me Josh Allen. <laughs> Not Josh Allen. I'll take Tua and Joe Burrow. Tua and Joe Burrow over Big Ben? Oh, man. I would, too. I'll take Mason Rudolph. Fuck you. I'll, t- I'll take their backup. Mason Rudolph? Oh, my. They should have signed Cam Newton. I said that back in October. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying – you did say that. Credit to Smitty. He did say Cam should go to Pittsburgh. Uh, Cam – I mean, Big Ben, I, I like – assuming he is what he was in 2018 – He's definitely number four. Bro, what's up with you and Big Ben, dude? You're always defending him. I I defend what's right. I defend the right answer. Shut the hell up, bro. You're I'm always not a defending Ben fan. Him. I defend. You're a Secret Steelers fan, Ryan. We're on to you, bro. Hey, I, I, like I think to- he knows if he doesn't give uh, Ben Roethlisberger the respect he deserves, that his Steelers friends will get big mad at Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> at Tom. At, at Tom, yeah. If you're listening to Tom, <laughs> I won't defend him in person with Tom. But if Tom's not here, I'll, I'll give Big Ben a little credit that he is a two-time Super Bowl champ. He threw for over 5,000 yards. Albeit it was with Antonio Brown on the Steelers that year. That probably helps. But we'll just see. I'll just let uh, time see, assuming coronavirus doesn't destroy the football season. And if it does, then I just I quit. 2018 Ben Roethlisberger I take as the fourth. But I, I 2020 Ben Roethlisberger – can uh he can retire <laughs> i mean i would like to see tom upset about that so i'm not going to be against that sentiment of big ben just retiring but if he doesn't retire he is a top four afc quarterback not in the nfl afc quarterback all right so my second question this is a basketball question you guys ready so did the nba season oh sorry i let me re- say this did the NBA have – so they rescheduled season last eight games. So the Pelicans, Zion and the Pelicans, four of their eight games is against teams that aren't currently in the playoffs. So did the NBA rig it so Zion and the Pelicans get to the playoffs? Yes. Absolutely. I actually um... – Ryan, in discussions for another episode, wanted to make a joke about how the NBA basically just completely rigged it and, and what they're doing behind the scenes. Absolutely, they did. I mean, they're not going to – the Pelicans won't do shit in the playoffs, but, like, they just the NBA is trying to get money. Yeah. That is – Zion versus LeBron is a cash cow. That's facts. So, That's a fact. I, I, hope I, they, I hope they lose all the games and they, and they don't make it. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> they go 0-8. <laughs> I hope Zion Williamson comes back 350, but still. Like, <laughs> David Stern is so proud of Adam Silver right now. Yeah, he is, yes. <laughs> Falling in his footsteps of just making it a WWE product where it's scripted. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I agree with that. I think they gave him a cakewalk to the playoffs. I think the toughest opponent is. I think they play the Clippers once. I think that's their toughest opponent. And yet the Clippers, you know, 
after three games, Kawhi's just going to want to sit out. So, load management, Kawhi might not even play. So, anyways. Last, last question. Another football question. I brought it up. I think I brought it up earlier. But the Bucks have interest in Antonio Brown. Some stories have reported today. But my question isn't if he's going to sign with the Bucks. My question is, will AB be on an NFL team in 2020? Yes. And we'll I be agree. Bucks. No. Who do, you, who do you think will be? Uh, somebody who's going to – well, one, he, he won't go to somebody who, won't, who isn't a really good team. I think Ravens. I also think the Ravens. I like that. I'll agree with you guys. Ravens. Ravens. And if the Ravens do get him, I'm scared. But I'm, I'd be very, yeah, very scared. I would too. But hey, that <laughs> they, then they can give the Chiefs a run for their money, you know. Mm-hmm. And their offense. I mean, they, there's nothing they can't do if they if they add Antonio Brown. True. And any situation where Mahomes has talked publicly, Mahomes has come off as being one of the coolest guys you'd ever want to meet or talk to but at the same time the Mahomes and Chiefs stands are saying that if Patrick Mahomes wins the second Super Bowl he's already surpassed Brady and all his accomplishments there, there's people saying that so I would want the Ravens to win just so that I don't have to hear that obviously that's mumbo jumbo but I don't want that mumbo jumbo reaching my eyes or ears they're literally like if Patrick Mahomes keeps up this rate he'll surpass Tom Brady in in eight years. I'm like, you think Patrick Mahomes is going to keep up this rate? But no, dude. Eventually, like, yeah, eventually Tyree Kill is going to move on. Yeah. Like, eventually he'll lose Tyree Kill. You're not going to get him on a 4 one eight or something. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, no, no this, isn't, this isn't five, this isn't sustainable for five years. And, and plus, eventually the league's going to catch on that, okay, we're just, like, fuck the big wide receivers. We're just going to get fast guys. Put fast guys across and just four verticals. Uh, that, that's a, a Raiders dream right there. Just get all those fast guys, nothing else. Air raid, baby. Chiefs fans are under the impression that they are going to repeat what the Pats just did over the last 20 years, if not uh, one up it. And that's going to be nearly impossible. I don't think we will ever see a run that the Pats just went on in our lifetime again. Um I mean, Aaron Rodgers was a crazy quarterback, came in, and people were expecting him to completely take over the league. He won one Super Bowl. So, I mean, it, uh, Zach, that, what you said is so true. Like, they have the perfect mix of personnel right now based on um, uh, eligibility, their contracts, people on rookie contracts, and some of the deals that they have. That is not going to last. That is a bubble that always blows up, and that's going to happen for them in a few years. Dude, look at Seattle. What happened to Seattle, bro? Everybody thought they were exactly. going to be a dynasty, dude, and they were going to go on for 10 years and Denver. make all these Super Bowls. Bro, come on, man. Like, these are Spurs, bro. Like, what what the New England Patriots did will never happen again. No. It will never happen again. If, Ever. Remember Cam's Panthers in 2015? They were 15-1. and one. Yeah. You know, like, teams are good for multiple seasons, bro. Like, Patrick Mahomes – like you can never you can never surpass the greatest player of all time in freaking five years. You <laughs> nah. can even like, bro, come on, dude. Like that makes no sense. That make like it makes no sense. The fact that people are even like throwing his name in there right now is ridiculous. Just because of, just because of if he sustained this rate, 
It's who's going to – how do you know he's going to sustain this rate? You remember freaking uh, – what was that running back's name from the Browns? Peyton Hillis? Everybody yeah. thought he was the next big thing. Trent Richardson. One good season. I'm not saying Mahomes is like these guys, but I'm saying like this this so level much can of play happen. that he's at is just – like one injury could derail everything. Look at Cam Newton. One injury for the past – last four years have been, has been an absolute roller coaster for him. Yeah, Andrew Luck was another player. Uh, RG3, I mean, he, he wasn't nearly as dominant or won a Super Bowl, but his first year he, he lit the league up and, and, they, and the Redskins let him get destroyed and he was done from there. I mean, it, it's so difficult to sustain that. And Patrick Mahomes can be a great player for 20 years, but it's up to Andy Reid and, and their management, their GM, to continue to build that roster, sustain that, that level of um, – competition and ability that they have over time. And, and that's certainly not easy. And it's mostly the Mahomes stands and the Chiefs guys, but still somehow they always creep into my Twitter mentions and it always irks me a little. And any anti-Patriot fan that just wants to get under Patriots fan skins. But that was before we signed Cam. But now since we have Cam, we can get under their skin again and the world's right. There's some normalcy back into the world, I think, after the camp signing. And that's all that's all we need right now. But I don't think we have anything else to talk about today. So this is gonna wrap up the 39th edition of the next one podcast. Guys, any last words before we sign off? I cannot wait for Jason Tatum to win finals MVP in the Celtics to be NBA championships. Champions, not championships. That's all I have to say. We need football. This virus can go screw. I need to see Cam Newton in the Patriots uniform. I need to see Tom Brady in a Buccaneers uniform. I need to know how this plays out. I can't spend the rest of my life trying to imagine what it would have been if it doesn't happen. We need football. Just wear a mask. Do whatever you have to do. Let's get through this, and let's get football back. I love, I love the passion, and my final words are full bearded Tatum, Maybe some cornrows back. Finals MVP. That's Finals MVP Tatum. And not to uh, not to try to jinx anything, but we may have a big guest next week. So I'm gonna throw that out there. I'm gonna jinx myself somehow, but maybe, maybe stay tuned for that. But until the next one podcast, I'm Ron Klinglund, Brent Smith, and Zach Mahano. And until the next one, thank you for listening and. Superman time. Oh, it's not Superman, sir. Superman, let's go. Wear a mask. Go Pats.